Welcome to the Gathering Strength Podcast, the podcast that explores the extraordinary stories of resilience and courage. In today's episode, I'm going to dive into the powerful memoir, Through My Eyes, by Ruby Bridges. Join me as we journey through the eyes of a trailblazer who, at just six years old, bravely shattered the racial barriers and integrated an all-white school. If you don't know who Ruby Bridges is, well, you're going to learn today. In her book, Ruby's first-hand account takes us back to a time of immense adversity and showcases her unwavering spirit in the face of hatred. Through her story, we're going to discover the true strength that lies within, inspiring us to confront our own challenges and resilience and determination. Now, I took advantage of Amazon's 85% off sale, and man, I purchased a bunch of books. This is one of the gems that I was able to find. Ruby Bridges' book, Through My Eyes. And yeah, man, I recall seeing her image, I don't know, countless times, but I never really thought about it. I did, you know, see the image, and I remember thinking... You know, just like, hey, wow, there's that little girl being protected by all of those U.S. Marshals. I was just like, all right, cool, great, let's move on. Because there are so many things that happened within this world, within the human experience, there is so many things to try to absorb and learn. Essentially, there's too many awesome things and not enough time. But hey, your boy Ruby Rube, I had time today, and I recently finished her book, so I'm going to be talking about that today. Now, over here at the Gathering Strength Podcast, I want you to have the buff body, mind, spirit, and bank, and we're going to be learning about Ruby Bridges, and we're going to put that arrow in our quiver to be able to let loose whenever we feel that our courage and resilience is wavering. Because after all, man, if a little six-year-old girl can stand up to the wrath of racist white people spewing all types of hatred in her direction, if Ruby Bridges can do it, man, what's stopping you and me? Now, I have a 10-year-old son. He's at the age to where he can appreciate the nuances and the details. He's going to be able to understand some of these complex intricacies that, you know, have have plagued humankind since day one. For example, you know, standing up to hatred, being brave in the face of fear. He's going to be able to understand those complex human conditions. Now, my daughter, when she's only four years old, when she gets older... You know, I'm going to be teaching her about Ruby Bridges. And as you start to get older and you start to mature, that story of Ruby Bridges is going to morph and get deeper. And it's going to be become more nuanced and more complex because you're going to be able to relate and dissect that story into many different ways to look at it. For example, when I first learned of Ruby Bridges as a younger adult, I don't know, I probably learned about her moment uh, briefly in high school. I, I I don't know when I when I first became exposed to her, 
But when I heard her story as a grown man, as a father, as a person with life experience, I'm able to look and judge that story based upon the perspective of a 39-year-old hairy American man. Now let's uh, talk about her book before we get into some, some deeper thoughts. Through My Eyes is a memoir written by Ruby Bridges with the help of another author, Margot Lindell. It was published in 1999 and it provides a first-hand account of Ruby Bridges' experience as a young girl during the integration of William France Elementary School in New Orleans. In her book, Ruby Bridges shares her personal recollections and reflections on the significant events that unfolded when she became the first black student to attend an all-white school in the South. She describes her courageous journey and the challenges she faced, including the protests, threats, the isolation she encountered on a daily basis. Through My Eyes offers readers a more detailed and intimate understanding of Ruby Bridges' thoughts and emotions during this pivotal time in history. It explores the impact of her experience on her family, as well as the support she received from her parents who played a vital role in ensuring her safety and well-being. Now that's something to consider right there. As I was mentioning before, the image, the historical iconic image of the little black girl wearing a cute little dress walking down the steps in between big strapping men. Big strapping men with, hey, you know what? They had guns on them. There was police escorts. And the reason why those men were there is because Ruby Bridges was facing death threats. Imagine you taking your child to school and not knowing if some deranged white guy is going to come up and just shoot her in the back of the head or maybe right right point blank in the face with a pistol because man that was a reality for Ruby Bridges now because Ruby Bridges was only 6 years old she didn't have the perspective. She didn't know that her life was in danger. Her parents kept all that from her because ultimately, if she would have known, man, she would have been much more terrified. Essentially, Ruby Bridges was just a six-year-old little girl going to school. One day, she was going to her all-black school with all of her friends, and then the very next day, she was going to this new school. Ruby Bridges talks about how her old school was a lot dirtier, more crowded. But hey, you know what? All of her friends were there, so she was having fun. And now she was going to this new school. She thought it was a college because it was big, it was clean, everything was just much bigger and brighter for her. She also talks about seeing so many cops and seeing you know military men there. And she just thought she was in like some political office. She didn't know she was in a school. She didn't even know other kids went to that school because guess what? All of the white parents kept their white kids out of school in protest because they did not want to. Uh, they did not want to have their kids going to school with blacks. Now that 
once again just proves and shows that hatred is not something that we are inherently born with. It is something that parents teach their kids. And there was a story that as time went on, there were there were a few white people who did send their kids to school eventually and over time because hey man, Ruby Bridges, she was she was not going to be prevented from going there. The damn president sent in reinforcements to make sure Ruby Bridges went to school and enough time went by to where these white parents they're like man you know what my kid needs to get an education I guess I will send them and then there was a moment where these white kids they were going to school but even within that school they were still being segregated now that was going against the law but the principal man another racist who was not up for segregation uh, or who was not up to integrate uh, blacks and whites together so what she do she allowed some of these white kids to go to school but she separated them within the school eventually that ended up having to be done away with and Ruby Bridges goes up to this little white boy to go play And she recalls how the little white boy said, Hey, get away from me. My mom said that that I can't play with you because you're black. And then Ruby Bridges was just, you know, she was, she felt diminished. She felt, you know, awkward and she felt, uh, she, she felt sad. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's, let's rewind to the point where You know, her parents are contemplating sending her to the school. And ultimately, you know, there always has to be that first. Chris Rock has a great, um, a great bit, a great comedy bit where he talks about, in in a joking way, obviously Chris Rock is a comedian, a hilarious comedian. And he talks about how you do not want to be the first black person to do anything. And he's, he starts talking about Jackie Robinson. He's like, nope, you do not want to be Jackie Robinson. Uh, and, he, and he goes to talk about all of the adversity and hardship that Jackie Robinson faced because he was the first black person to be in professional baseball. While Jackie Robinson is, you know, uh, he's going to go down in history and be remembered forever. Chris Rock was like, man, that is a heavy price to pay. Nobody knows the second black person to play in the Major League Baseball. And he probably had a little bit of an easier time because of the trail that Jackie Robinson blazed. And he, he also talks about Rosa Parks and a bunch of these other first blacks. And man, Ruby Bridges, the trailblazer for the first Afri- African-American to go and break down the barriers for all of the other people of a minority race to go into an all-white school. There has to be that first person to do it. And little Ruby Bridges, she was the first one. Or at least she was the face of the first person to do it. Because ultimately, it was up to her mom and her dad. 
And her mom and and her dad had to be convinced. They had to be convinced by special agents. They had to be convinced by the FBI. They had to be convinced by the NAACP. They had to be convinced by everybody. And they had to be sold on the on the perspective that hey, we're gonna this needs to be done. <laughs> this needs to be done, and then they laid out all of the reasons why. And with enough protection and promises and reassurance that nothing was going to happen to little Ruby Bridges, their little daughter, they sent her off. And the mom accompanied her to school, I think like the first three days, just to make sure, you know, everything went well. And then after that, it was just Ruby Bridges all by herself. Now, for a little while, They would pick her up by a police car or some type of special agent's government official car. But after a while, you know, things things weren't going uh, sideways. They ended up just sending taxis. And they even closed off Ruby Bridges Street where only the residents were allowed to pass, uh, pass through that street because, man, so many death threats. On Ruby, Ruby Bridges' first day of school, you can go online and see pictures. Essentially, Ruby Bridges thought it was a, a parade <laughs> when she first showed up. She's like, hey, what's going on here? Once again, she's only a six-year-old little girl who is blind to the, the impact that she is going to be uh, putting on the world. Because, yeah, this... this uh, this movement that she did, it it garnered worldwide media exposure. But to Ruby Bridges, she thought it was just a, a parade. Until she started to hear some of the chants, some of the death threats. And man, th- this is grown men, grown women, and children. She recalls hearing a chant that the little kids were saying... Uh, it was two, four, six, eight. We don't want to integrate. And then it went eight, six, four, two. We don't want a. And then insert your own ex- expletive. And all of that hatred spewed towards Ruby Bridges. Now, can you imagine the bravery and the courage that that it took on the mother and the father? That's something that I didn't consider because, you know, when I first heard of Ruby Bridges, I wasn't a father myself. I didn't have any kids. I just looked at it as, oh, wow, hey, that happened. Okay, moving on. Let me go learn about Genghis Khan now. And not only did Ruby Bridges' mother and father have to be brave, guess what? The teachers, Ruby Bridges' teachers had to be brave because... Within that school, not all of the teachers were down with integration. The teacher that was that had to teach Ruby Bridges, she was open. And because she was open to teach a black African-American student, she was getting hate too. And guess what? Those white marshals, they had to be brave too. Because there they are, living in the South... And they had to face adversity. They had to be brave. 
because the white racists, they were looking at these white people who were helping Ruby Bridges and they considered them traitors. Everyone who had a part in helping Ruby Bridges, everyone white had to be brave and had to be courageous because they were going against the status quo, which was a segregated South. Whites with whites, blacks with blacks, and to do anything other than that was groundbreaking. It was frowned upon. It was looked at like, man, what are you doing? And it it almost reminds me of a story that Frederick Douglass talked about where um, Frederick Douglass, his slave master's wife was teaching him to read. And when the slave master found out that the wife was teaching a black slave Frederick Douglass how to read, it created an issue and they started fighting. And Frederick Douglass recalls the argument was something along the lines of like, hey, why are you teaching this slave how to read? It's not going to do anything to help him. If anything, it's going to make him angry, embittered, and frustrated. And Frederick Douglass was like, hey, you know, why? Why does he think that it's going to make me angry and bitter? And the reason why they say knowledge is power is because when you learn of your situation and circumstance, and you learn that there is a more to, more to life than being a slave, and when you learn that... You know, slavery is wrong. And when you learn that... When, you, when your consciousness expands, it opens up your world. And back in the slavery days, they didn't want a smart slave. They just wanted the slave's body and they did not want the mind. So if a person were to teach a slave, that's going to be growing their mind, growing their resilience. It's going to make them see the world differently. It's going to broaden their horizons. It's going to make them want more. It's going to make them yearn for more. And once you start to fuel that indomitable spirit with knowledge and power, that becomes insatiable. The human condition is to want to rise up and break free from any shackles that holds it down. And essentially, in the South... The blacks, they had crappy schools with crappy teachers. And the whites, they had great schools, great teachers, great resources, great opportunities. And now what's going to happen if we start to integrate those whites with the blacks? And back in the day, they used to think that the black mind was, was not up to par with the white people. It was going to reduce the white race. It was going to make the white race more dumb. It was going to introduce a bunch of, you know, a bunch of racist stereotypical uh, type things. You know, we all know that now to not be true. But man, if I, if I were, you know, if I were a black man today, And I knew that my grandfather was a slave and his dad was a slave and slavery was a multi-generational thing in my family tree. I would look at that and be like, you know what? There is nothing that can stop me from 
breaking any of these chains or any of these barriers that man has put before me because I come from fighters. I I have people like Ruby Bridges in my bloodline. I have people like Martin Luther King, Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, all in my bloodline. That's my ancestry. Overcomers, fighters, sure, you, you can beat us, break us, and you know, do all types of atrocious acts, but ultimately, I'm going to stand up once again, just like all of my ancestors did, and I'm going to rise to stardom. I'm going to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce and Barack Obama and, man, name all of the other star athletes who are African-American. There's nothing stopping those people. Man, Wakanda forever. Jeez. Ultimately, when you learn about people such as Ruby Bridges and the adversity that they have overcome, you can look at your life and see where you are cowering, where you are acting like a little pusillanimous female dog. And you can be like, man, you know what? What would Ruby Bridges do if that little six-year-old girl was here? If her parents were here and they were to see that I'm cowering behind this little adversity... I know what they would do. They would stand up and face it. They would not give up. None of those people would. Frederick Douglass wouldn't. Booker T. Washington wouldn't. Harriet Tubman wouldn't. Martin Luther King? Come on. Name any any of the African Americans in the past. And you already know what they would do. And we're supposed to have have learned from their from their guidance and from their wisdom and and once we learn about what they would do hey that can help guide us into our own little promised lands so once again go ahead and check out her book it's called ruby bridges through my eyes i like it it's it was only maybe about three hours long and if you do listen to it hey let me know that you checked it out based upon my recommendation Until then, it's onward, always onward.